Hello everyone. Thank you for checking out the first episode of the Montreal by Night podcast. I wanted to give a heads up at the beginning of the episode to just let you know that there is a few audio issues uh, throughout this episode. There's a little bit of mic popping and the occasional moment where we're going to start getting a little bit quiet. I tried to clean it up as much as possible, but these audio issues should only be present for the first two episodes. Then it should be nice and clear uh, for you guys. Thank you for your patience and consideration. And now let's get to the action. Content warning for violence and coarse language. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome everyone to the first inaugural. Is inaugural an actual word that you use for like the first episode of something? Sure, why not? Yeah, welcome to the inaugural episode of the podcast that I have already fucked up. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Don't worry, man. It's going to all be cut in post. Uh, Welcome, ladies, gents, uh, to the first episode of Montreal by Night. I am very excited to be able to welcome you all to the city of a thousand steeples and all of the darkness that lingers there. I am your storyteller, Tyson Fraley, and uh, we have some very special cast members. I won't mention their character names just yet. Uh, we'll let, I'll let them uh, introduce themselves, but we do have uh, the illustrious Ethan Jonah joining us. Welcome, welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Uh, we have got, uh, Brenton Edwards all the way in Australia joining us. Hey guys, thanks for, uh, thanks for having us. It's a pleasure to walk the streets of Montreal again. Uh, and last but not, certainly not least, we have dear, our dear boy, Takeshi Fukushima, uh, also joining us here. Hey everyone, happy to be here. All right, so, uh, getting the boring stuff out of the way. Uh, Please note that this has no affiliation to the Montreal by Night sourcebook and also the Vampire the Masquerade chapters, which is going to be based in Montreal. Those two, I think, will be much more lore-centric. When we developed the game, uh, we developed it independent from the main sourcebooks. So just got to put that out there. And also, for the love of God, please give Flyos who is making Vampire the Masquerade chapters, please give them your money. It is going to be so good. I am so excited for when that game comes out. Can I Can I just mention how funny it is that, like, three different, like, whatever, Vampire the Masquerade-related properties all decided, yeah, man, Montreal is going to be the place where we're setting this. What's the deal there, honestly? Do we, do we want to cover how much experience we have with the game system? Or is that going to be a... Uh, uh, just a unwelcome surprise to our dear listeners. We're all hardened veterans. I, I think it's going to become like super evident, bud. How does this guy not understand how a rouse check works? <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's going to be real obvious real soon. I'm so sorry in advance. Oh, uh, also, uh, I apologize to all of our... It's set in Montreal. I apologize to our... Uh, true francophone listeners uh it this is going to be a podcast predominantly in english uh we are definitely gonna gonna do our best to respect the french language and i am gonna do my best not to get my ontarian pronounce an ass just like destroying your language i yeah i agree that it's more respectful to not have any french at all than to include ontario french i mean okay okay we have yourself there. At, at least you're Canadian. At least you've lived in Montreal for a, a decent stretch of time. 
I'm some silly bugger from the complete opposite hemisphere who will probably be trying to throw some French in because it's set in Montreal. No one can cock it up as badly as I will be. So, I'm I'm I'd like to just apologize to everyone in Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> just right up front. I don't know about these three, but I am so sorry. God, we're never gonna get to the game through all these apologies. Enough talking, or enough of me talking about stuff that ultimately has no context to the game. Let's just get to the fun stuff. The world of darkness has laid claim to Montreal. For centuries, the city was the house and home of the Lasombra clan. Able to hide amongst the clergy, Lasombra lived in absolute control. Those who stepped into its borders would be promptly either kicked out, turned, or otherwise destroyed if they decided to mess with this ancient and dangerous clan. This was until Bruja happened. Bruja had existed in the city for as long as time remains, but they became especially cumbersome during the Quiet Revolution. The change in discourse of ideas destroyed the Lysambra clan's claim, allowing the Anarchs of Bruja and Toreador to take up the mantle of where Lysambra uh, vanished and was destroyed. This Anarch government was one of the first of its kind in North America, and has remained as one of the longest-lasting Anarch communities in the entire world. Montreal is now a city of diverse sorts, both mortal and not. Therefore, the vampires in this community are not that old. They remain in the ranges of Ancile, or at most maybe 200 years old. The Anarchs welcome anyone into its borders, well, except for Camarilla, of course. And it's in this world that we take our first steps. As we head to a small bookstore in the downtown sector, a long stretch of Saint on Rue Saint Catherine, we find a small church set up. The stained glass on the outside kind of reflects dimly in the setting sun as darkness begins to welt. Off this one small side street, we find a small business. Open windows illuminate a bookshop. Uh, written across the front, Ethan, can you remind me the name of your business? The Nightly Nook is a combination bookshop and like small brew pub uh, set just across from the St. James Church. Inside the Nightly Nook, uh, at this point, it's a little bit busy. People are beginning to come in for drinks. Uh, very ragtag group of people. Uh, lots of individuals in bright colors. Uh, very hipster crew. Uh, as there's a gentleman behind the main desk with short brown hair, a slight goatee around, as uh, kind of looks around, kind of waiting on someone to collect the rest of their purchases uh, before a, another figure steps down from a staircase leading into the upper chambers. Uh, if, Ethan, you would like to describe your character. Uh, Asher is, he he appears to be in his late 20s, around 27. Uh, he's around 5 foot 8. Uh, he's not thin by any means, but a little bit thinner than average. Uh, he has uh, kind of lighter hazel eyes and messy brown hair that comes down just past his ears uh, and does and looks kind of unimpressive 
just a very average looking man. Asher, as you turn, you can see Sebastian uh, at the front desk, kind of waiting for someone to collect the rest of their books before they look over to you. Oh, um, <clears throat> hello, Asher. You're a bit up a bit earlier than usual, but it's uh, good to see you. You never know. Something about today felt a small bit different. Tyson, did Asher have any dreams this past night? You focus kind of forward and just kind of keeping your ears open, your senses open. Uh, and you get a flash as you're kind of thinking all of this over of an exit sign. Asher is going to make his rounds of the shop, uh, checking there's a couple of uh, wards on various doorknobs, just wanting to make sure that they're all intact. At which point, as you're walking around the space, uh, saying hello to people and kind of checking everything in, uh, Sebastian uh, actually comes up to you. Uh, you received a letter today. Oh, it's... Did you leave it in my office? Oh, no, no, I I have it here. Uh, they came in just a moment ago. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'll take the letter, step into uh, my office with the door closed behind me, cut it open. So you open the envelope, uh, kind of flick open the, um, the wax seal that you recognize, actually. You see that it's the wax seal of Baron Emmett Marsh. Uh, who is the Bruja clan leader here in the city. The letter on the inside uh, says that it is a notice for all of the vampire community to meet. Uh, it's essentially just a yearly council meeting. It's a very common thing. It's just there to make sure that everyone's doing all right and there's no problems in the overall vampire community. Uh, this year, the event is going to be taking place at the concert hall at uh, the brand new uh, Louis Serre University. You know, Seb, I really don't understand why they deliver all of these door to door. It's, if you're going to have one individual deliver all these letters to uh, domiciles of particular interest, how can you be sure that that individual isn't followed, tracked? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you'd think that that sort of thing would be smarter. It's just one of those things, you know? Perhaps they have a system in place that I am merely unaware of. Did you have any plans? For tonight, uh, not specifically. Um, I know I have tomorrow morning shift. Uh, I probably should sleep for that, but... Um, if you'd like me to stay up for a little while longer, I'm happy to do that. Um, look after the place. I would appreciate that. It seems as though I will be spending my night out and about. Well, I'll make sure that the rest of the rabble does not get up to anything too crazy. Um, in which case, I will see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If uh, things quiet down, feel free to... Uh check out some of the books in the back. <laughs> I might just lock up early and just do it myself. All right. Don't you be costing me money. <laughs> I would never dream of it. Uh, has the sun fully set? Yes, as of this moment. Asher will head out the door. Okay. Uh, as Asher heads out the door, we cut away uh, to away from downtown, uh, relatively nearby the university, uh, instead dropping into a very beautiful hotel. Beautiful stonework on the outside, 
one, pretty much the finest hotel in all of Montreal. As we kind of cut up into the highest floor of the building, we see a very lavish, but relatively simple uh, expanse with numerous people just talking and mingling uh, as we see in amongst one figure kind of set near uh, an island, drinks kind of scattered all around the place uh, as Talison, if you'd like to introduce your character. In this island, I, I watch this group of people, alcohol everywhere, um, sits Talison Swarza or Talison Swarza from Milan. Talison is a Toreador. He has pitch black eyes, pitch black hair. It's about shoulder length at the moment, having some curls, some stubble, small goatee, slender, in good shape, can cut a both imposing or inviting figure depending on his, his mood. And now, as pretty much always, is wearing a very playful smile. He's lavishing the attention around him. Loves being the center of attention. And uh, right now, he's, he's dressed in modern finery, which is to say some, some nice boots, trousers, a vest, button-up shirt, but, you know, a couple of buttons uh, undone up the top. And he is just carousing. At which point, as you're standing by the island, uh, you see that there are two people standing off to the side who are kind of killing the mood right now. Uh, in the Minx the Celebration, uh, you, they strike you as the two kind of people who will have a political debate uh, while everyone else is just trying to have a chill conversation. Uh, you see that there's a gentleman standing there. Uh, the best way I can describe it is like very like stereotypical business major, like blonde hair, slicked back, a really nice suit. Standing opposite from a young woman, uh, both of them probably in their early to mid twenties. Uh, she has brown ringlets of hair. At which point the guy says, "Look, the proof is in the pudding. Big business is the future. Corporations are the future. Large business ventures are the path to success. Everyone can see that." Big corporations are going to be supplying the work, supplying the jobs. Why not just jump on the bandwagon early? Which point she just gives him a hard look. Just, you know, you happen to always just sound like a stereotype. Has anyone ever told you that? Look, I just say things as they are. Look, this city is starting to boom again. Your guys' economic system wasn't operating properly ever since the 60s when everyone left. Ah yes, you from California must know so much about our culture. Who knows, maybe I know more than you do. All I know is, the mayor is doing everything he can to bring life back to this city. And you should thank him. Big business, big rewards. What is your alternative offer, hmm? Which point she just gives him a death glare. At which point you, Talison, kind of look over to them, and you can see that as the party begins to become a little bit more dour with their presence, you kind of wave them off from the island. Uh, and while these two were arguing just a moment ago, they do not argue uh, with your presence there as they both kind of move to a separate corner of the room uh, and seemingly continue their discussion, but everyone else is happy to have a new relaxing space. What is your new name, by the way? 
Ooh, actually, that's a fine question. So, because Talison is a Toreador, he is the definition of uh, diva. For for fun, not not for for monetary gain, purely for his own amusement. Talison will travel. He will go to somewhere in the world. He will become a celebrity, uh, whether it's an actor or a rock star. He'll last there for however long he feels he can make it work before dying an incredibly melodramatic death. Tragic accident, jilted lover, before picking up, moving to another city in the world and doing the whole thing again. So as a result, Talison has quite a few identities. Right now, he's he's going back into the uh, into the, the rocker scene. He was he was he was a punk rocker in the seventies, and he liked that. So he's he's gonna see if he can just start his uh, his his uh, alternative uh, punk career again. He's gonna be Danny, East End English punk rocker. At which point, one of uh, your numerous fans comes up to you, uh, kind of leaning against the island, kind of head in both hands. Just but she kind of looks up and says to you. Oh my god, this is, like, a super cool party. Do you, like, host these all the time or something? Uh, sorry, this person, uh, sitting next to me, male or female? Uh, female. Uh, woman, brown hair, kind of down to the shoulder, seems to be, uh, wearing a, a, a essentially a night, a night out kind of dress. Right, okay. Well, I mean, love, when you've got... Enough wealth to look after yourself. Time on your hands. What else are you going to be doing? May as well carouse for a little bit. Enjoy the company. I didn't catch your name, by the way, love. Well, I'm Samantha. Pleasure, Samantha. My name is Danny, in case you didn't know. I love your accent. Uh, where are you from? Like, what kind of accent is it that you have? At which point you hear someone yell from the background, Someone's at the door! <sighs> Two seconds, love. Haven't heard my accent. Have a guess of it. Tell me when uh, when I come back and I can set you straight. Yes, yay or nay, alright? Two seconds. And I'll get up and I'll sort of wander on over. Alright, you head towards the door. You can see one of the party goers. Uh, was it? clearly was standing there with their wallet as if they were expecting a pizza or something uh as there is a uh well-dressed individual uh that you have encountered before uh you scared him the last time you saw him uh as you see this figure with a letter and kind of hands it over to you uh for you thanks a lot mate appreciate your hard work at which point he points backwards, kind of looking at you. Well, uh, see you around, I guess. And then he turns to leave. Certainly, mate. I'll see you around. And I'll sort of give him a wink and I'll grab the letter with two fingers and just sort of, you know, very casually grab it, you know, and in one fluid motion. The, is it is it like a wax seal on it? Uh, it is. Flick it, slide my fingers under the wax seal and open the letter. Just in a smooth sleight of hand. It's a council meeting, baby, and you are requested there uh, as soon as possible, especially uh, with you being uh, the guardian of lost child. <sighs> work, work, work. What can you do, eh? I'll um, sort of look to uh, like my 
attending staff, one of one of my uh, one of my retainers, one of my herd, uh, just to sort of get my jacket. As uh, the guy at the front door hands you your coat, he kind of turns to you. What are you leaving already? We haven't even brought out the good stuff yet. I'm sorry, mate. Unfortunately, work sometimes does rear its ugly head, but it's all right. I will be right back. Hopefully, if business does not detain me for too long, and we shall be carousing well into the night, eh? Jacket, light a cigarette as I walk out the door, and uh, off into the night. Now, as we pull away once more, we encounter our last little journey. As we head, head to Metro Frontenac, uh, on the green line, for anyone who is familiar, we find a lone taxi sitting next to the station as a figure sits in the driver's seat, more ominous than perhaps what people would initially give him credit for. Uh, if Takeshi, you would like to introduce your character. Uh, yeah, I am a very tall individual and very thin, very pale sort of a long, gaunt face, although you can't generally see that because I usually have a scarf, big sunglasses, one of those um, classic um, cab driver hats on, pulled low, sort of one of those old-timey bomber jackets with the, with the wool lining around a collar, just sort of um, not shabbily dressed, but it's clear that appearance isn't my number one priority. If you were to be able to see underneath all of my disguising pieces of clothing, however, you would see that I have a uh, rather monstrous-looking face, um, long, sharp teeth coming out of my mouth, ears that are elongated and come to a point in the back. My eyes are this, this very pale white color, almost no, no iris or anything there. And I am clearly something not quite human. And I am just sitting in my cab, hunched over, scanning the streets for clients. As you're scanning the streets, you're kind of keeping your eyes open, looking across. Before you hear, ding, 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 ding. I will look over to see where that noise came from. You kind of look over to your passenger side window and there you can see another very obscured individual kind of coming out in like full, like what looks to be full winter clothes, like a scarf wrapped around the top of the head, hood up, mittens, uh, what is it, on, kind of hunched over and arms clutched to the chest and just kind of ding, 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 ding. I'm going to roll my eyes and just point to the back. Goes to the back, opens the door, steps inside. Uh, as the... Hood comes down, you see a, a familiar set of the similar pale green eyes that kind of look at you from the rear of your mirror uh, as you see Clarky, the uh, one of the newest Nosferatus to join uh, the clan. It's kind of set up back there. Uh, hey, uh, didn't know if you could give me a ride. Where are you going? Uh, uh what, what, well, aren't you going to the university? I'm going to turn around and I'm going to say, Clarky, do I look like I go to university? 
but we've got a we've got a council meeting. A council meeting. Yeah. Didn't you get like a, you know, like a little, little letter, little invitation, you know? I didn't. Oh, well, uh, I'm sure it just got <laughs> mixed up somewhere, you know? Um, you know, maybe lost in the mail. If you have mail. I don't, do you have mail? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting very nervous. Uh, but it's a good thing I found you, huh? <laughs> I suppose. Hmm. <clears throat> would better have the money this time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. Um, yeah, I can totally do that, yeah. And I'm going uh, to just begrudgingly turn the meter on and drive off. Okay, um, make a drive check. Come on, man. Uh, that's, uh, that's drive plus what? Oh, dex plus drive. Dex plus drive, okay. Oh my fuck! Oh my fucking god! That's no successes. <laughs> <laughs> Fails. Kills everyone. <laughs> Game over. No successes. You got. You get caught in a nice traffic jam. <sighs> As Nakano finds himself in an awful traffic jam, we will jump ahead to the university where Asher. You arrive at Louisier University first on Sheerbrook. You look inside, seeing this beautiful glass facade that kind of looks into this open foyer where there's multiple art pieces kind of set up on the interior. It's definitely clear that this university was a Bruja and Toreador mix. You enter inside and head off to the left where the theater entrance uh, begins, and you can see that it is already marked off uh, essentially the direction that you're supposed to be heading and uh, there's a small velvet rope that's been set up in front of the space. I I seem to be the first to arrive. It seems like it. I go out and I get McDonald's. Like <laughs> 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 I can't eat it, but I don't want to be the first one here. Um, no, I do. I have Ryan with me, or would I have picked him up? along the way or is he arriving separately or not at all uh you would have been able to bring to pick up ryan yeah that that's up yes, to you yes i will have picked up ryan my ward and uh i'd like to check in with him while i wait unless it appears that there is some like hidden space that we're meeting at not currently as you uh stand with ryan ryan uh Probably around 5'10", shaggy black hair, stubble across the face. Uh, looks slightly done up for this, but he also just kind of has just a very nervous disposition in general. So he's constantly just like tapping his foot. I've, um, <clears throat> I've never really been to one of these before. Um, what's it like? They, they aren't usually that entertaining. Uh usually pretty pretty ordinary business as usual but I don't know there's something could I look around for exit signs uh yes uh make a uh what's plus awareness one success one success currently you don't see any exit signs around here uh 
However, as you're kind of looking around, you see from the divider, uh, two figures come upwards. Uh, you see that there is a uh, older woman, probably in her probably early 50s, graying hair kind of uh, all over the place. And there is a uh, younger blonde woman, seems to probably be early 20s, uh, steps up and, well, it's... Uh, it's wonderful to have you come in and check out this space. If, uh, if there's anything uh, you need at all, uh, make sure to contact us. We'd be happy to set up the venue for you. See the blonde uh, girl kind of... Thank you. It's um, it's truly a remarkable space. Uh, definitely keep it in mind. The woman kind of just turns, and the blonde woman begins to head for the doors. Do I get the sense that the event that I'm here for is below? Yes. Uh, you see the woman with the brown hair kind of... Uh, sorry, with the graying hair. Looks over to you. Oh, are you here for the for the event? For tonight? Yes, yes, we are. Oh, uh, my apologies. Let us, uh, we can get you set up. Excellent. Uh, you know, I'm afraid, uh, my, my friend here, uh, he, he's just a little bit paranoid. Uh, would you have your uh, fire escape plan? He just gets all in his head. Well, uh, of course, I can, if you want to check out the facilities, I'm always happy to make sure that people's safety is our top priority. Yes, thank you. You you know how it is. You uh, just wanting to know uh, ways to get out, I suppose. Of course, of course. We want to ensure everyone's safety, regardless of the situation. Uh, so please, accompany me. She leads you down the steps into the actual theater uh you can see it's a uh it's a pretty steep dip that looks probably i believe it's somewhere between five around 500 seats it's relatively small uh all things considered but it's very nice uh the stage is very well set uh it's bare but the curtains everything seems to have been recently cleaned uh you can see that there are two emergency exits on uh, at the front doors the left hand and right hand side she motions over these two emergency exits immediately lead you to the outside uh near the docks uh of course there's the main stairway uh if necessary uh there's also a emergency exit upstairs in the uh projection booth excellent uh thank you i'm sure he uh appreciates it feeling uh feeling all good about everything ryan i just kind of pat him on the shoulder <clears throat> yeah yeah, feeling feeling a bit better. Thanks. Great. The, what was your name? Oh, my name. You can call me Margaret. Margaret. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, will you be staying for the show? Uh, no. I'm I'm simply uh, the renter, keeping the place clean, making sure that everything is top notch. I'm sure the guests tonight will appreciate. I hope so. I hope that it's nice enough for everyone. Uh, but in which case, I should be off to make sure that uh, no one is panicking and start having to call me over some silly thing. Um, but I leave you uh, adieu, and uh, the tables and drinks will be set up uh, relatively soon. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, are there... Is there anyone else here? Are we the first to arrive? First to arrive. However, it's not very long. Uh, until you see three individuals step down. Uh, you see that there is one individual 
uh, grayish brown hair kind of leading the group. Uh, very hipster, like very hipster teacher kind of vibes, like the tweed jacket, uh, the nice vest underneath and the nice slacks. Uh, as you see Baron Marsh kind of leading uh, the group, as you see uh, behind him, real John Hamm looking figure, uh, tall, brawn, uh, slicked back hair, uh, pulls it off very well as this is Baron August Mills, uh, the second of the three Barons, and the final one, the Baroness, long red hair down to the uh, to mid back, very um, also kind of hipster, but uh, a little bit more classy, more dapper than anything else. Uh, as she kind of enters and looks around the space, uh, as you see Kate Benoit. Uh, at which point you see Baron uh, Marsh come up to you. Ah, well, it's uh, it's good to see you, Asher. Uh, good to see you as well, Baron. Ryan just kind of, hey, how are things keeping up with the shop? Oh, the shop goes as well as it ever has. Since we met last, has there been any any updates on uh, any of the issues the night that Ryan and I met? Uh, well, uh, kind of looks to the rest of the Barons. Be confident that it is well dealt with. We made sure that uh, any members of what may or may have not been Second Inquisition were very quickly squashed. That is a relief to hear, Baron. Baron, Baroness, it's excellent to see the both of you as well. Uh, Baron, Baron Mills kind of steps up. Good to see you as well. And, uh, where's your tall friend? And, uh, the overzealous one. I did not arrive with them, Baron, but I'm sure they will be here shortly. Uh, I was also waiting for Keeper Nayla. I don't know if she intended to join us this evening. As far as I'm aware, everyone should be joining us. Yes, uh, is, uh you see the Baroness kind of steps out. Everyone received an invitation, yes? So, they should all be arriving, otherwise it's going to get a little bit confusing. Um... But anyway, I have some work I have to attend to uh, in the theater. Uh, I bid you all adieu until, uh, well, until we're up. It's about this point where Talison arrives, stepping through the glass doors leading into the staircase downwards, your unbridled charisma walking with you. Uh, as you enter, you immediately see uh, a group of You've never interacted with them directly, uh, but you definitely get the sense of uh, the Gangrel clan. Furs, lots of leather clothing, as subtle as they can be. That, that is what they are currently wearing, as subtle as it is possible for Gangrel to be. Uh, and after that, it is, it is a pretty quick uh, arrival for everyone. But you do encounter uh, Asher and uh, Ryan, who you plucked from the, uh, from the apartment. Who, who's the other one that I that I uh, plucked from the roof? That you plucked from the roof? Oh, that's Tyler. That's Tyler. Uh, is Tyler here or is? Uh, you currently do not see Tyler. Well, I'll I'll go around and make nice. I'm I'm dropping the 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 English accent of my sort of of my mask now. Just uh, embracing my my natural Italian accent. Asher, Ryan, it's been too long, my friends. How have you been? Uh, I've been well, Talison. Or should I be calling you another name these days? 
Asher, my other names, they're for the streets. Here, amongst the kindred, Talison will suffice. My friend, I don't know that I believe that Talison is your name at this point, but I'm happy to call you by whatever name you wish to be known by. My friend, I have been Talison for as long as uh, we have been attending meetings of this nature. <laughs> oh, good lord, I hope it's more exciting than the, than the last one. I get the sense that something is going to be a little bit more exciting this evening. You have a premonition. Uh, yes, but don't, uh, I don't think there's any need to advertise it. Just keep an eye on the exits, and I, uh, it may merely be suspicion, uh, or paranoia on my part. Uh, there was a blonde woman touring the building just as Ryan and I arrived. It seems an odd hour to be offering tours. See, let us call us let, let us call it a healthy dose of caution. Tyson, would I have reckoned? Well, firstly, did I see the uh, who escorted our our two previous friends down? Did I see her as I walked in? Uh, you did not, because there was there was Margaret and there was the blonde woman that was viewing the venue. Oh, oh so sorry, sorry. Um, right, sorry. I thought you were referring to Margaret as the blonde one. Never mind. Um, alright, see, well, I shall keep an eye on the festivities, such as they are. It's about this moment that, uh, after having an absolutely hellish time finding parking, uh, Clarky and Nakano step down the stairs, kind of keeping amongst themselves, just, like, full, full disguises up. This never would have happened in the old country. Back in Japan, everyone was very orderly. Also, cars hadn't been invented yet, and so there were none of these traffic issues. I I, I didn't grow up in in Japan. Um... And how is that my fault? Oh, no, no, you're just saying a lot of stuff about the old country, and I've never been to the old country, I have no context, and you know, conversations, they're all about finding common ground. I mean, that's that's what people tell. What, haven't you read a book? I've read a few. Um, Apparently there are many books about Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so have you ever, you know, read books uh, about Japan? No, I, I am from Japan. I don't need to read books about it. You do. Though. And here we have the dulcet tones of Nakano, I am assuming. Yeah. Asher, it is good to see you again. Talison... I'm seeing you again. <laughs> ah, Nakano, it is it's good to see you again, my friend. It's been too long. Asher turns to this uh, this other person with Nakano, uh, Clarky, and she says, Come on, kid, educate yourself. Read a book about Japan. Come on. Christ on a cracker, son. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, look over there. It's... Uh... Jars! And then just turns and quickly walks away. <laughs> no respect. Ah, kids, kids these days. How do you put up with him, Nikano? I try not to. I I know that I'm younger than the two of you, but I... I swear I have never been that irritating. Did the two of you get formal invitations to this uh, 
conference. See, see, yes, I uh, and I'll sort of produce my uh, my letter from my coat, you know, cleanly with two fingers. See, see, yes, I did receive an invitation this evening. It wasn't exactly um, early. Plenty of notice. But then again, we all know when these things happen anyway. So, N- Nakano, do you have a mailing address these days? That is not the point, Asher. Uh, we have been of service before, have we not? They know how to find us. Specifically, they know how to find you, Nakano. Strange that they did not. At which point you hear a digital... Ah, they couldn't even shell out for a real bell. This never would have happened in Japan. I... Nakano, when was the last time you were back there? That is not the point, Asher. I... I I was just curious, I, I suppose... Last time I was in Tokyo, uh, Nakano, they had quite a lot of technology, there, a substantial amount. As in, a substantial amount more than there is here. Seriously, my friend, how long has it been? Talison, perhaps perhaps we'd better uh, quit while we're ahead. Uh, I think we're being called to our seats anyway. You know what, Asher? I agree. Let's let's take our seats. We shall, we shall discuss this later. Perhaps at... Uh, at, at 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 my home, we can we can meet over a drink, say. Nakano, I will try and find you a book on modern Japan if you'd like. Doors begin to close. Uh, the doors begin to close with us outside or with us inside. With you guys outside. <laughs> no, no, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. I'll just walk up and and just stop it with my toe, just in a very like no 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 no. We're not. You're not. You're not showing us out here. Oh no, we'll have to just stand in the back, I guess. Oh, what a what a awful awful circumstance. Asher, please, we do not stand in the back. Maybe you don't, but I do. I think that today I am with Nikano, my friend. <sighs> Suit yourself. I'll find a seat and luxuriate. Uh plenty of open seats. Uh as the entire vampire community is here inside of this uh, theater in Montreal. Uh, relatively speaking, the population isn't that huge. You're counting maybe in total somewhere around 20, 25. Oh, okay. Uh, p- people in general, uh, maybe a little more. Uh, very easily enough for you, Talison, you're able to find a seat pretty much just like right dead center in the middle of the seats, while Nakano and Asher, you step off to the side and just kind of... If there are that few, I will go and sit with the Banu Hakim. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, you sit You sit down next to Keeper Nela. Uh, deep tan skin, uh, hijab, kind of leaning backwards. She kind of looks over towards you. Oh, uh, Asher, it is good to see you. It's good to see you as well. I, uh, I was hoping I could come by the repository sometime in the next week or two that can certainly be done what are you looking for specifically uh, i seek to uh, improve my understanding of particular abilities uh my war i gesture with my head towards ryan i am unfamiliar with the entirety of his uh, skills 
and I wish to further familiarize myself. Sure, we can take care of that. At which point the lights inside the theater go dark uh, as the lights are up on the stage uh, where you can see that uh, the three barons are standing. Baron Emmett is standing at the center uh, with the Baroness uh, Kate and the Baron August on either side. <clears throat> see Baron Emmett steps forward. Welcome, everyone. It is a pleasure to have you all here with us today. I understand that you are all busy people, so I wish to keep this short. I have, uh, well, essentially some news most recently. Uh, do not uh, hesitate if there's any questions, but uh, otherwise I shall cut to the chase. The first is we wish to offer a first declaration here today for a brand new Baron. We're very excited about this up-and-comer, and we are very excited to see what he does. I would like to welcome the new Baron of Montreal Nord, Tyler Sawatis. Motions back, and you can see Tyler walk out from essentially one of the wings of the theater. As Tyler steps out, or anyone who's proficient with insight, make a wits insight check. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, I'll, I'll make a wits. I got one dot in insight. I'll make an insight check. One success for Asher. Uh, two successes. So I got um, two successes and a crit, so four successes. Four successes. Um, Taliesin. Uh, Nakano, you would, you would notice a little bit of this too. Uh, Tyler, what once used to be raven black hair that went back to the shoulders, uh, is now much more, uh, much shorter, for one thing. Very well done up. Uh, and he is a very muscular figure. Um, you remember when, uh, you first encountered Tyler having a little bit of an air of energy about him? For Taliesin, you're looking at him and you get this sense of a forced appearance. You can get the sense that he's not pleased to be up here. Um, given my um, position as, uh, was it Lord, Lord of the Lost uh, Childer? Uh, yes. Would I have had any inkling of something like a, a move like this happening? Make a make an intelligence plus politics check. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be a high roll. Oh, <laughs> uh, two successes, which is the maximum I could have got. Okay, uh, two successes. You're looking at at the situation. You don't get the sense of this being a particularly good move. The only current clans that actually own territory in this city is Toreador, Bruja, and Ventru. Bruja controls the vast majority of it, uh, followed then by Ventru, then by Toreador. Also in the city, there also exists uh, the Ministry. It, there also exists uh, the Banu Hakim. There also exists Gangrel, which Gangrel does technically have a Baron. Uh, Baron Esther does exist on Mont Royal as kind of the defender, but based on your past interactions with, with Baron Esther, she's more of an intimidating figure than anything else. 
so, so sorry, so less of a, you know, um, boardroom leader and more of a captain of the guard. Kind of, uh, but very hot-headed uh, and very quick to anger. Uh, that is why she and, and the Gangrel were chosen for uh, Mont Royal, uh, essentially to be the defenders of the lines between realms. Who owned the territory of North Montreal prior to this announcement? Uh, make a quick politics check. Pure politics or intelligence? Intelligence politics. Um, but just just before we uh, get to your thing, Brenton, I do uh, also want to, kind of based on your last check, th- there's also the big clan Nosferatu in this city. It doesn't look good when they announce a new baron, and it happens to be of a clan that's already in power and holds the vast majority of the share of, of locations. I mean, this is this is what this is someone that I'm an ancillae. Uh, Nakano's an ancillae. Uh, Asha, are you? You're you're a little bit younger than we are, aren't you? Yeah, I'm younger than both of you. Yeah, uh, and and um, what's what's this what's this Tyler? Tyler is a fledgling like Ryan. Tyler was recently turned. Uh, he was turned maybe maybe a year ago. The events that. Uh, took place uh, with you first discovering Tyler. That happened a year back. Well, yeah, that was that's 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 what I mean. He's newbie. He's ranking new guy, going to Baron. This is this is not gonna sit well. But so I have two successes. Was Montreal North already Tyler's Bruja? Correct. Yes. Uh, Montreal North was Bruja to begin with. So. Baron Marsh is choosing to split his own territory amongst him and another individual. Yes. That seems to be the move. Uh, how is the rest of the crowd reacting to this information? Uh, make another wits plus insight. Was that just to Asher, or, or can I do that as well? You can choose one of you to do it, and then the other person can give the uh, other player an extra die. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Talisman. Okay, and I'll take that extra die. Thank you. So, six. Ooh, yeah. Uh, let's just say I succeed and succeed really well. Uh, two, four, six, nine successes. Whoo, mama. Um, yeah, you you are you are looking around the room. Depending on who you're looking at, it ranges. Uh, there's a very quiet, what's the word? Discontent. Uh, what is it? Like Keeper Nela, uh, who is near, who is relatively nearby. Uh, you can see she looks a little bit, a little bit frustrated, but she seems to have the least reaction out of everyone. Uh, aside from Ambrosia and Esther. Uh, those two seem to have very little reactions to this. Everyone else seems to be in slight uh, positions of a little, like, ranging of frustration and disgust. Does it seem like Baroness Benoit was aware of this information prior to this announcement? The the Toreador clan head? You look up to the, to the two other barons, and you see the same looks of frustration as if they were somewhat surprised as well. Could I sense the unseen? Okay. I'm, I have, uh, I'm gonna activate Cloak of Shadows while I'm just like standing in the corner. I wanna 
like specifically be paying attention to what Ambrosia is up to right now. Baron Marsh kind of continues. All right. In which case, on to our second order of business, updates. Wish to speak to anyone who has any sort of news, uh, any discussions they want, wish to bring up uh, here and now. There's a pause before Ambrosia stands up. For a description of Ambrosia, bald head, uh, it slightly enlarged these very green, sickly looking eyes, very pale yellow skin, a very terrifying looking uh, woman. There seems to be no new strange activities to note, but always keeping eyes open, we shall alert all those who need knowing the moment we have word. Baron Marsh just nods. All right. Baroness Esther. See, Esther stands up. No new strange activity up on the mountain. Just only the general uh, curiosities. We have, well, of course, the Fae that occasionally pop up. Thankfully, we haven't uh, had to deal too much with the Guru, but uh, they have been making themselves a bit more known, so we need to be careful of that. At which point, Baron Marsh nods. All right. In which case, is there anything else that people want to announce? There's a pause before you see... Uh, a member of the ministry stand, uh, as you both recognize this figure as the leader, uh, Amun. Uh, Amun El Camil uh, was a very uh, tall, again, a very uh, stout individual, shaved head, uh, slight stubble around the cheeks, uh, wearing uh, what looks to be almost like a khaki suit, uh, lots of earthy tones. He kind of stands up. Yes, uh, I wanted to alert everyone that I myself as uh, clan leader will be stepping down from the ministry. Time for me to go and explore some other options elsewhere in the world. And while I appreciate my time here in Montreal, I believe that it is time for me to move on and take the next step in my journey. Which point you see the, the Baron kind of look uh, towards Amun. We're very sorry to see you go, Amun. If there's anything you require, Simply let us know. Amun nods and sits back down. Anything else from anyone? Um, I'll just raise my hand. Um, I'll just I'll just say, um, first leading, I lost children to the correct path. Uh, I have had no difficulties. And during my time as Lord of the Lost Children, there doesn't hasn't seemed to be any spikes or. Uh, vast increases in the number of lost children that we have. Uh, I will ask that everyone please adhere to the uh, balance guidelines on turning any any uh, any more or creating any more new kindred uh, as we like to make sure that any new entrants into our community receive their clan-led education. Of course, Talison. And a good spot to be able to jump in on. We are putting a warrant out for one of our kind. There have been a series of violent assaults that have been a little bit less than careful. If anyone has any news, uh, uh, it is possible that we should be expecting a some new movement here in the city that we are not organized. 
If anyone notices anything at all, please make sure to let me know. Would they be of our kind, or perhaps? It seems to be. Not sure if it is perhaps lost children that simply went under the radar, or if it is something bigger. We have still yet to investigate, but we ask for all of your time, patience, and information that you can provide. See, si. Certainly, Baron. Then, very last thing, and then you may be pleased to leave and enjoy your time as you'd like. There has been some strange movements and a presence uh, near the Lachine Canal. We're asking that uh, everyone please uh, respect that we are placing a restriction on uh, Verdun. Uh, Point St. Charles, and also LaSalle. Odd situations, you say. Could you care to elaborate? Oh, Baron. We have had a few members of our, our community who have felt um, unwelcome. We, we still don't have very much information about what is going on, but we want to figure out exactly what we're looking at as soon as possible. Certainly, Baron. In which case... I wish you all a wonderful rest of your evening, and I bid you <laughs> look down, you see a hole blown through Emmett Marsh's stomach. Dang. Uh, as Asher, you feel this impulse in the back of your head duck, as suddenly it is raining gunfire. I, I pull Keeper Nayla down with me. Okay, uh, as across the stage, uh, Baron uh, Emmett immediately gets struck by multiple bullets as they <coughs> hit, forces him to hit the ground. Uh, Baroness uh, Kate Benoit turns her head as she is also <coughs> struck down by mul uh, multiple bullets as you see uh, what look to be a total of six individuals enter from the wings uh, holding what look to be uh, submachine guns and other high caliber weapons as it just goes into a full spray across the stage. Uh, looking at the space, there were four, one newly elected Baron, but there were four Barons on the stage. There was uh, Baroness Kate, there is Baron Emmett Marsh, August, uh, Baron Art August Mills, and uh, Baron Tyler. Uh, all but Tyler are down. Uh, is is there is there, okay? Is there anything um, we've encountered Inquisition forces before? Is there anything about these tactics and weapons that um, uh, give give the assailants away as Inquisition? Uh, make a wits plus awareness check. I'd like to I'd like to assist. Uh, okay, uh, I take an ex an extra die. Thank you. Four, six. Uh, that's four successes. Four successes. Um, you have you have seen these kinds of weapons before. Uh, you didn't see them in automatic weapons when you encountered them, uh, but you immediately see the ember light from the bullet holes as the appear these appear to be fire rounds or incendiary rounds, uh, which you encountered when you fought against Second Inquisition with Tyler. So Ryan and I uh, looked at the uh, fire escape plan. Mm -hmm. Uh, before entering? Yes, you did. Where's the closest fire alarm? Uh, the closest fire alarm uh, is on the far wall. Uh, you could probably get there and pull it relatively quickly. I'm just I'm just going to yell out, Dragon's Beth Rounds! Scatter! Damn it, Scottish. Um, yeah, I'll yell 
Dragon's Breath round, scatter! At which point, you watch as Ambrosia and the Nosferatu, as well as the Ministry, all vanish. Very similar in a way that you've seen Nakano vanish. What, um, how is, uh... You said the three barons are on stage, they've all been hit. Firstly, what are they, are they, are they like, dead dead? Or are they still look like they're kicking? And how's Tyler? Uh, you're not sure. Ty Tyler took some rounds, but is still standing and is still healthy. Uh, definitely looks wounded, but not awful. Um, oh, also the Banu Hakim with Keeper Nela. All of them immediately vanish underneath uh, the seats as well. Uh, I'd like to. I I'd like to be running since the unseen. Since the unseen. Okay. Um, since the unseen. <sighs> yeah. So anyone using obfuscate has to roll against me. Okay. Quick check here. Uh, roll. Uh, roll. Is it aspects plus resolve? It's uh, wits plus. Or, oh, or Resolve plus Aspects. I will do that one. Five successes. Five successes. You succeed. The entire uh, group, as they kind of almost vanish into smoke, you can sense that these individuals... Uh, you can sense uh, where Amun in the Ministry was. They're kind of moving quietly behind the seats and sticking to dark places as they seem to be heading towards one of the emergency exits out. Out, uh, Ambrosia and the Nosferatu are heading in the opposite direction. The, uh, what is it? Op the op opposite uh, stairs upwards. Do any of them seem like, do they seem like they're fleeing or do they seem like they are going around for a flanking attack? Uh, hard to tell at this moment. Where... Am I able to see Nakano? Uh, Nakano, please make a uh, Wits plus Obfuscate. Wits plus Obfuscate, okay. So, let's roll my Wits. So that's four successes so far. Plus Obfuscate is... Uh, so that's five total successes, one of, uh, and uh, with a crit on my blood die. I don't recall what that does, so that's a very good uh, teachable moment for our audience, Tyson. <laughs> uh, crit on the blood die uh, is a messy critical, five total, uh, in which case uh, our dear boy uh, Asher does clock this. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, because of the messy crit, uh, things don't go exactly as planned and you kind of snag up a little bit as uh, you just watch all of this happening. So I want to try and make eye contact with Talison and Nakano. And is Keeper Nela still next to me? Uh, she is. Uh, I think it is time to leave. I agree. Do you perhaps know a way out? <laughs> I point to the four emergency exits. Was it four? And then there was also there was also the one to the projector room, and then there was also one back... Uh, the ones that are backstage connect to the ones that go up to the dock. Sorry, to the dock? Uh, the dock's in the back. Uh, it's the, like, loading dock. Okay, gotcha. Would Talison and I have seen where Nakano parked his cab? Like, would I know where the parking is? No, he got here last. 
at which point you watch after being shot, Tyler kind of looks around, looks at himself, looks upwards, and woof, Superman leaps into the rafters above. Great, that wasn't obvious. Uh, some of them are continuing to shoot upwards. They seem to also just be targeting anyone in the crowd. Actually, yeah. I'm my my cloak of shadows is probably like glitching out just from my panic. It's it's almost like uh like one of those holograms that's suddenly failing, and so I'm going to uh clock Asher making eye contact with me. I'm gonna see Tyler jump up and I'm gonna switch over to unseen passage. Okay, please make a rouse check. Uh rouse check. That is my Willpower, nice. correct? Nope, it's just a 1d10. Uh, if you roll a oh. 6 or higher, you're okay. If you roll a 5 or lower, you gain 1 hunger. Okay. That's a 3, baby. Alright, you're now at 2 hunger. Okay, and I'm, I'm going to just snarl a little bit at the energy that this magical act has sapped for me, and I'm going to rush through through the room... I'm gonna, I guess, get to Talison first and sort of smack him on the shoulder and say, "It's time to go." All right. I've I've got head on a swivel at this point. Uh, as soon as I've seen the fact that one Baron is gone, three of them are dead because you know they've been shot to shit with, you know, dragon's breath anti-vampire rounds. My my eyes are going, yeah, to the you know, my compatriots. Uh, I'll begin. Which exit are you heading for? Yeah, I'd probably be, be, um, be like, running back the way I had come, because that's the direction my cab is in. Asher's going with them, and, uh, God, I guess, I guess I'll be dragging Ryan along with me. But kind of using, like, like, having Ryan interpose between me and the Inquisition. As you guys are... Uh, are moving upwards, you hear a, uh, from where the projector is, you hear <coughs> as two, as gunshots seem to come heavy from above. For Talison, you see two of your Toreador cohorts uh, both look to each other, activate as they both begin to vibrate, rush up onto the stage, grab Baroness uh, Kate, and zoof! vanish out of the scene. Wait, hang on. They're using, um... They're using fleetness. You know what? Uh, would I be able to do the same thing? With fleetness? Yep, because I have fleetness. Okay, uh, then make a rouse check and you can absolutely do that. I succeed. Alrighty. So at which point you are vibrating with energy. Um, in that case, yeah, can I just, uh, like, smash over to the stage grab old, uh, what, uh, Daddy Baron? Uh, Marsh? Baron Marsh? Yeah, the, the, the one who was seceding half his territory. Yes, that is Baron Marsh. Yes, that is Baron Marsh. And, and whiz him away with us as well. Uh, okay, please make a strength plus athletics check. That's not very good. My strength is terrible. Uh, two successes. You go to pick up Baron Marsh from the floor. As you begin to begin to move very quickly, uh, you feel 
something anchor the Baron to the floor. As you look over and you can see one of the soldiers has his foot pressed against the Baron's ch uh, chest and just seems to be holding him in place, uh, giving you a death glare. I'm gonna burn all of you out. Fuck. Can I try, um, I don't wanna like engage him, but can I just do like a quick sort of, you know, like a sort of a, a flick of, of, of the arm to sort of like, I guess dislodge the shoulder, the shoulder, the sh soldier. You flick, you, yeah, you flick. And the thing is, is that based on your strength, you should be able to do this without issue. But this soldier just stands there and just presses deeper into the Baron's chest. Can I flick a cigarette in his eye? Uh, make a dex plus melee. Why not? That actually, <laughs> that actually works for me. Okay. Okay. Five successes. The objective is to distract him, to sort of make him either claw at his face or remove attention from me and the, the Baron to once again try and dislodge the Baron and then scooch away. I... Okay. Okay, you flick the cigarette forward as it just hits them in, in the forehead. And no response. Seriously? While this is going on, a Asher and Nakano. Uh, I'd like to prompt Ryan into using his uh, dementation abilities on the shooters. D for dementation? Yes. Uh, it's gonna make, is uh, gonna force that on uh, a soldier. Uh, succeeds on the rouse check. It's going to do this. Uh, six successes. And then against these guys. Uh, well, well, I will say for, for Asher, you go to reach for the door handle and you, and you hear the back of your head, no. As you hear from the other side, as there appears to be coming gunfire coming from the main doors. As you hear uh, screams from the other side, uh, you pop open a little bit. Ryan kind of focuses as you see one of the soldiers, uh, this the same weapon train, stops for a moment before getting, mm, oh, and just kind of begins to like press the sides of his head as the other one's like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, sorry folks, we're turning around. Can I try to force another premonition to figure out uh, which door would be safest? Go for it. Oh boy. And do the rest, do these guys stop with me when I say other, like, not this one? Yep, they stop with you. They don't continue moving. Aw, they trust me. Six successes. Mm. You're focusing as you see that exit sign spring in your head again. As you look back, and you see one exit sign flickering slightly, almost kind of like a ping, uh, as it seems to lead down into the loading docks. I'm gonna gesture in that direction. Uh, are the Banu Hakim with us, or were they fleeing separately? 
uh, well, that is what we're about to discuss. As you're heading down, you see the Banu Hakim break off, aside from Keeper Nela, as from the stage and from the projector room, the Banu Hakim all fall. Uh, currently, you are seeing, uh, as you're kind of in the rush of the moment, uh, you see all of the Banu Hakim and all of Bruja are down. Then Keeper Nela will be coming with us. She lets out this cry of agony as you are pulling her and you're having to mostly drag her uh, towards the exit. Yeah, I'm, if she's, is she like a serious impediment to us moving forward? No. With the two of you and also the assistance of uh, Unseen Passage, then you guys are fine. Uh, I will I will help drag her if that will expedite things because I don't want to stick around here any longer than is absolutely necessary. Uh, so as you're kind of like a half like invisible dash of this smoke coming from Nakano uh, for you, Talison, the figure lets go of the body, grabs you by the front of the shirt. Please make a Dex athletics check for dodge. Uh, three successes. Three successes. Okay, you take two points of aggravated damage as he takes you by the front of the shirt and you watch as he opens his mouth as four fangs sprout (laughs) and bites you in the shoulder as he begins to tear and rip the muscle uh, from your body. Four, Four fangs? Uh... They look like vampire things. Okay. Fuck it. I'm going to look at that guy uh, square in the face as he just bit me. And just let out this big bestial roar. You wouldn't expect coming from, you know, me. Um, But no, I'm going to get very feral. Just... Right in his face. And I'm going to use Daunt. Absolutely. Please make a charisma plus presence roll. Hang on. Okay. Six successes. Six successes. As you shout at him and scream in his face, he just takes a step back. You're never going to run from me, boy. I'll find you. Is Do I know what shape the, the, the Baron's in? Based on the how fast all of this happened, you're already seeing his body beginning to catch fire. Oh fuck! Uh, I'm gonna. I'm still. I'm still gonna try. Can I use? Can I use my successes last time? Because I technically not let go of him. Or do I need to make another? Please make another strength uh, athletics check. That's not good. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no successes. No successes. It's going to be a bitch and a half getting the Baron out of here. Currently, there is no one else that you see alive aside from these soldiers. It's just you alone with all of these people. And some of them are now beginning to turn towards you. Nah, I'm out. As if if I, I still can't move him when the guy's not stomping on him. I'm just going to release and especially if he's already catching fire. Okay. 
you dash up into the loading bay uh, where you see Asher and Keeper Nela running uh, across the street to where Nakana was able to get uh, his taxi parked. They would have seen us. They would have seen Nakano drive up if they were posted out here and would have marked the cab. The cab could have slashed tires or a bomb underneath it or any number of things. I don't think I'm going for the cab. Nakano, what do you think? I honk on the horn. I will not accept this insult to my cab. Is Nakano in the cab already? Yeah. All right, I'll get in the... <laughs> I take it back, I'll get in the cab. I'm just... I'm going to go through the window. <laughs> if, if it's open, <laughs> just... Whoosh! You, whew, you dive in uh, as the group of you immediately uh, and begin driving down uh, Maisonov and just begin. Uh, Nakano, please make a drive check for me. Uh, come on, baby. Come on, baby. Uh, that's, that's dex plus drive, right? That'll be four successes. Four successes. You drive into the streets of Montreal like a madman. It would take an easy, an equally crazy madman to be able to find you. And as you drive into the concrete jungle of Montreal, trying to figure out what's next, that is where we'll leave it off for this episode. Oh. Woo. Thank you guys, gals, non-binary pals for, uh, coming to listen to our brand new uh, series. I am so excited to see uh, what is brought forward for the new party. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just excited. You read Wedding You read Wedding Dust in episode one. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. I don't have a giant hole in my chest slash shoulder. It's all good. Hey, you decided you wanted to be a hero and save the Baron. Yeah, you should have been a coward like the rest of us. Tyson knows this very well from the games that we have already played that if there is a chance for me to be the hero, it's going to be very hard for me to resist being the hero. I I will say the fact that all the barons are dead by incendiary bullets, that's the good version of what could have happened, right? Like, the bad version is these new folks come in and feed off of them and gain extra abilities. Right? That's how it works? Hey, I'm not... Hey, Tyson, I'm not giving you any more ideas, okay? That's... No, Tyson, that's my IP now. And if you use that in this podcast, uh, people are going to know that you're a plagiarist. If you are interested in more about uh, the podcast, uh, also about nerdy stuff in general uh hop over to the bag of loot get all of your uh, rpg magic the gathering Yu-Gi-Oh, pretty much any board game needs uh that you have head over to three kingsloot.com and uh, make sure to pick up your copy of whatever you're looking for uh go to your local bookstore pick up a book about japan <laughs> <laughs> yes perfect feudal japan modern japan japan in general it's up to you do better do better than Clarky. Do be ad. Don't 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 be Clarky. Be be better than Clarky. That is a that's a good motto to live by. Be better than Clarky. Hey, Tyson, is is Clarky alive? Oh shrugs. Alright, that's spoilers, I guess, folks. <laughs> Alright, well thank you everyone for listening. Uh and good luck, adventurer. See you next time.